Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is live, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Good morning and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Market Rundown with Angie Setzer. Angie, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. How are you? Doing all right. We've had a few moves in the market here of late. Uh, looks like this week we were up about, oh, well, almost 40 cents, it looks like, from where we started at beginning of the week. So that's some good news there. But talk about this, this weather market that you see happening right now. Yeah, I mean, it is it is exactly that. It's a weather market, and, and we've been kind of talking about it over the last couple of weeks. I think we really touched on it last week that, you know, the China thing was getting all of the headlines, but no one was really paying attention to what was taking place from a planning progress standpoint and, you know, what was actually happening out, happening out there on the countryside. We've just gotten so accustomed to... Um, oh, you know, that those those concerns, those production issues that they're talking about really aren't that valid, you know, blah, 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 little boy cried wolf over the last five years or whatever, you know, and the market really struggles with too much rain. You know, what does too much rain mean? How do you even handle too much rain? Um, you know, that sort of deal. And so now when we got that planning pace out here on Monday night, we realized that, uh, you know, hey, wait a minute, it's the fourth slowest planning on record, and we're supposed to get a whole bunch of rain this week and next week and the week after, and forecasts continue to be cold and wet. And, you know, what does this mean? Um, especially looking at, you know, it's not necessarily the fringe states that are struggling. So the last several years, it's been like, well, there's some concern, but it's mainly in the Dakotas, maybe Minnesota, Kansas, something like that. Um, no, it's Illinois at 11% planted versus 82% on average. Indiana at you know less than 10%. Ohio behind, Michigan behind. Iowa's behind, but you know I think they've they've been able to for the most part in a lot of areas get relatively caught up this week. Um, you know, and and so now we're starting to recognize that it's Missouri, it's Minnesota, it's Iowa, it's Illinois, it's Ohio, it's Indiana, it's Michigan, it's you know all of the. Everywhere. Right. I mean, that's why we're behind as, as much as we are. Now, a lot of folks are expecting we did see some progress take place this week. 20% planning pace is expected at this point in time based on the trade conversation. That put us at about 50% planted for the crop as of May 19th. Um, you know, the University of Illinois has done a lot of studies indicating that Illinois planning progress behind after the 10th of May results in, you know, a significant reduction in yield potential looking at 10 to 20 bushels to the acre sort of reduction if they were getting into the field next week. Now, forecast right now, you look at the seven-day, and you're talking five, three to, to seven days of rain. You know, parts of Illinois there in the seven-day are looking more at, you know, you're looking at southern, central to southern Illinois, maybe only an inch, inch and a half. Um, but an inch, inch and a half of rain, you know, a tenth of an inch is too much when you're already too wet to, to roll. Yep. Um, and so that's really the struggle that we have right now is what's going to get done. Um, what kind of conditions are they going into? You know, what are we what are we seeing with with what happens? 
you know, obviously five to seven inches of rain on freshly planted ground is not ideal either. Um, you know, the only good thing that we're seeing at this point in time when it comes to forecasts is that we're expected to be above normal uh, temperature-wise here over the next couple few weeks. So at least we're not getting that cold driving rain, you know, that can cause so many issues. But still, weather is, is going to be king right now. And until we see this forecast change, and I mean, that window is starting to shrink um, on on what we can actually get done um, until we see that forecast change, you know, it, it is kind of uh, almost what you would call an unprecedented situation at this point in time. I don't think we've seen anything quite like this, at least in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So prevent plant, you've, we've heard a lot about it. It's been creeping into every, about every conversation you hear out there. What's your, what's your thoughts on prevent plant and, and, you know, it's not uncommon to have a million or two acres worth of prevent plant every year, but this year, from the folks I've talked with, especially up north uh, in North Dakota, Minnesota, in that area, there's a lot of guys there where the May 20th is their cutoff date for uh, crop insurance and those kind of things, and it is the 17th of May right now, and they have yet to start planting. Yeah, they got till Saturday. So talk about that a little bit and where you see that headed. <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's a huge thing to, to be paying attention to. And that's a lot of the conversation that we're having right now. In 2013, um, we saw 3.6 million acres of prevented plant um, happen. And in 2013, we were able to actually get something done this week. Um, you know, if you look back at the crop progress numbers, we're very comparable to where we are right now. And so, um, I mean, you saw... They were comparable to where we were this last Monday, but there was actually a significant amount of progress that took place, about 40% in 2013 for this week of the marketing year. That's not happening this week, obviously. Um, and so, you know, that could indicate a, a heck of a lot more um, prevented plant acres. You know, it, it's just, it's a million dollar question right now because it's the last thing a lot of guys want to do, but does the MFP payment, you know, does that change things? Does that involve something? To do with, uh, you know, is that going to help kind of eliminate the the prevented plant side, you know, on, on what we got? And so, I mean, there's that, that's the question. You know, we had this big, huge acreage number um, put out that was really bearish the market as of March 31st. We saw this big, huge um, new crop production estimate and carryout estimate last Friday. Obviously, that's not happening anymore. Do we get 90 million acres of corn planted? I don't think so at this point. Um, you know, and then that's not even looking at what kind of harvested acreage percentage we're going to see. So, you know, to, to look at, um, uh, you know, to look at the potential of losing six to 800 million bushels of corn production, you know, that's, that's a, a real factor. Now, that still puts us at 1.6, 1.7 billion, which is, is comfortable. From a carryout standpoint, you know, so we've got to really temper a little bit of our expectations. So I'm not saying you have to dump every single thing that you're producing right now simply because of the fact that, you know, I, I'm, you have some people that don't believe that this is an issue when it comes to production. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but I am saying be aware of the fact that, you know, um, it makes sense if you can get back into that marketing standpoint with a, a reasonable margin. Um, now, obviously, it's harder to sell if you don't have anything in the ground and you're looking at seven inches of rain coming or something like that. But 
be aware of where you're at, you know, be aware of, of not being overly influenced by some of the exuberance that comes into the market in these types of situations. But, you know, also know that we probably have a, a pretty decent uh, opportunity or potential to, to see uh, some significant moves to the upside here and have those orders in place, you know, accordingly. Right. Yep. Plenty of stuff going on. It's just crazy. You know, it sounds like Trump and his group are working on that. The, uh, the tariff uh, relief program, I think is what they're calling it now. Uh, it's uh, yeah. it's really, I guess it's got legs, and they're gonna they're gonna look into to expanding that a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know what what my thoughts on that is. I, I think we could probably. Uh, it's 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 not overwhelmingly being accepted by much by many people right now. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I don't see a lot of. Um, support for it and in certain pockets there are but overwhelmingly there's you look on twitter and no one's really overly excited about the fact that there's a a relief program coming yeah well i mean we already are struggling with the consumer sentiment when it comes towards agriculture um you know a lot of folks already really question you know everything that goes along with it and and it's kind of amazing that you know I've seen a lot of people say tarp for farmers or something like that. And, and I think tarp was more widely accepted than this at this point, you know, when it comes down to it and farmers, you know, the last thing they really want is to be viewed as, as, um, I'm trying to think of a nice way to put it. I mean, they just don't want to be, be looked at as, as a secondary class of right. citizen. I mean, most yep. farmers are, are very willing to, to work extremely hard you know, is it tough out there? Yes, it's it's extremely tough out there. I mean, we, we know that. We're in a dire situation. We have been for a while. Is it because of the trade war 100%? I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say that it is. Um, you know, China is seeing food inflation big time, um, you know, and, 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 and that's their own fault. At the same time, they have ASF. You know what I mean? Like, this is... This is a perfect storm when it comes down to it. Like we're right. we're seeing that Chinese imports from Brazil are down significantly. Right. It's not a, a trade war thing. It's a we've lost twenty five percent of our pig population thing that is is more of an issue. Combined with the the American farmer is too good at what he or she does kind of issue. I mean right. we've had five years of of record crops every year. Um, you know we we've. we've overproduced in ways we've expanded production in areas that probably shouldn't have production expanded in them the free market would indicate that there's going to be a lot of pain um you know before we get some sort of solution in place you don't want to see it obviously the last thing i want to see is any farmer struggling to make ends meet i mean obviously the cost of living's come up i mean the health insurance getting cell phones driving a vehicle i mean all of these things have increased where the price of of crops have not but the idea of seeing 15 to 20 billion dollars of money put into agriculture just really kicks the can down the road. When do you rip the bandaid off eventually? And, and so it's, it's, it's such a fine line to tell. I mean, it's really hard for me because I don't want to see anyone suffer unnecessarily. And heck yeah, I'd love to see my farmers get another buck or so a bushel on whatever, just simply because 
that's nice. I mean, yeah. it's revenue. It makes me worry less. We mm-hmm. have a full service agronomy department that extends credit to people. Believe me, there have been sleepless nights about what it looks like if Joe can't pay back that five hundred thousand dollars that we we put out there for him. You know, yep. I we've had in the past where I've had to stage trucks because I have a guy that likes to hide his production. You know, or had liked. He's not in the business anymore. You know, I I've been through some of these rough. Uh, going and knocking on a bin to see if the guy has grain to cover with the collateral that, you know, we, I mean, I get it. It's right. not fun. It's not fun for anyone. Um, but at the same time, we really have to be careful with what type of precedent we're setting and what we're anticipating, you know, just simply because the consumer is already not a fan in a lot of ways and doesn't understand exactly what it is we do. And this isn't helping. Right. In no, exactly. No, everything you just laid out there is on the equipment side of the business, the exact same thing. You know, we, we got to worry about they can't they can't pay you. They can't pay us. And if they can't pay us, then, you know, it is what it is. So it's it's yeah. not necessarily a uh, it's, it's just one of those things. So, well, Angie, plenty yeah. of stuff going on here. You know, I, this this conversation, we could have it forever and ever and ever. But we've both you've got some stuff to get to. So I want to uh, say have a great day and. Um, We'll talk to you again on Friday. You too. Have a good one. Have right. a try to stay dry. I'll try my. Yeah, we're supposed to get that same five to seven inches of rain. I think over the course of next week. So super excited about yeah. it. I, I yeah. I can't even say anything because whatever I say is not considerate to other people. Because I'm like, just keep it, keep it over there, please. But that's, <laughs> that's rude. Yeah, so, no, I hear you. If caring folks, is caring, I guess. That's that's true. No, if if uh, folks want to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? You can find me on Twitter at Goddess of Grain, or you can email me at asetzer at citizenselevator.com. Great. Also check out the Global Ag Network where you can see Angie's other podcast she does, Girls Talk Ag, with a whole myriad of of women that talk about ag. That's what, right, the whole yeah. point of the podcast. Make sure you check out the Dry Lane Farmer podcast. Get, reach out to those guys. Grab a koozie. You want a moving iron podcast koozie, DM me, and uh, I'll send you one out. Also check out Damien Mason's new book, Do Business Better. It's a great book, good read, funny stuff in there. Also gives some good life lessons. So, Angie, take care of yourself. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, now part of the Global Ag Network. If you'd like to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel and watch Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger, Sean Hackett, and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Please visit movingironllc.com. Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and GlobalAgNetwork.com. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour, out. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron, time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here.